Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumbling Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us on our first training camp episode official training camp episode training camp started this past wednesday and we have a lot of things to discuss about or discuss with you guys we have uh, all the training camp storylines that have gone on um, if you haven't been following or if you've kind of been following along uh, we'll give you the lowdown of everything that's going on from competitions to players and stuff like that so we have a beat on all of that stuff um, i want to talk about uh potentially the bill's uh, not having any red helmets this season um, as their alternate helmet. We're going to talk about that. People kind of like their red throwback helmets from the 90s when they went to the Super Bowls. That's not going to happen, but let's talk about that. And then this, of course, this injury happened right after we were done recording. The next morning, the Bills got news that Naheem Hines is out for the season. So that's a big, huge injury. And also that's a big discussion on whether the Bills are going to pay him the $2.5 million or more that they technically don't owe him because of the non-football injury. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, but first, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area and you find yourself driving down the thruway, get off at exit 41 at Waterloo and check out the Delago Resort and Casino, where every moment is a winning moment. So I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, in this episode. John, Mike, I'll start with you, John. How are you, man? Train camp started. Hey, I am so ready for the season to start. I I would say skip the preseason. I'm ready to go, but don't really skip the preseason. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> it's good. Go it's Bills. good. It's good. We're this close. We're this close, man. I love the enthusiasm. Mike, Mike, how are you doing, man? Good to be with you, Nate. It's good. It's good to be with you. It's good to be both with you. It's good to be with both of you. It's good to be with everyone listening. Thank you guys for joining. Um, so first, I'm just going to give some training camp storylines. And if you've been listening to our podcast the last few months, they kind of go into some of the competitions we were talking about, some of the scenarios, some of the players. Uh, so this will all make sense. But first, going to start off saying that Von Miller, 
Jordan Phillips and Tyler Medikavich were started have started their training camp on the pup list, a physically unable to perform list. So um, we'll keep track of that as time goes on and keep you uh, up to date if anything changes there. Um, but let's talk cornerback two. Okay, so right now, as it seems based on observations, based on what the media has written, that Kair Elam, who ended the season as a starter opposite Tredavious White, right now he seems to be, for now, firmly behind Christian Benford and Dane Jackson for the cornerback two role, for now. Uh, Right now, actually, Dane Jackson is taking the majority of the snaps, and then Christian Benford in the starting role, and Kair Elam has been rotating in. He This past Sunday was the first day he actually saw some starting reps, uh, but for now, it looks like he is not the guaranteed starter there. So, interesting competition. Not sure how it's going to end up, but we'll keep you guys abreast of everything that's going on. As for the middle linebacker role, uh, they've been rotating that one as well. Uh, Tyrell Dotson uh, has got the has gotten the majority of first team reps in middle linebacker so far. He started out on day one, then Terrell Bernard got the starting middle linebacker reps on day two, and then out of nowhere, which I did not expect, and I know some of our listeners and some of our followers on Twitter pointed this person out. And when we had our middle linebacker discussion about a month ago. We talked about AJ Klein, Tyrell Dotson, and Terrell Bernard, and possibly Dorian Williams. But we're like, the Bills hate starting rookies, so they're not going to start Dorian Williams, right? Unless he's like a first-round rookie. So uh, some people were mentioning Balen Spector. And Balen Spector, the seventh-round pick from 2022, got the first-team reps on the third day, which is crazy. I did not think that that was going to happen. I thought for sure if they were going to give another player first team reps, it was going to be either AJ Klein or Dorian Williams, the rookie, uh, but they didn't. They went with Balen Spector. So that's kind of an interesting take. He's only been uh, a special team so far. So I'm interested to see how that does, how that goes. Yeah. I've noticed that they've done a lot of rotations, like based on like the reports that I've been seeing. I think it's just to get everybody like, you know, those opportunities, not just with the first team, second team, third team, but like just familiar with everybody that's on the team too and i think that's a good thing it's really early on right it is early on it but it's always interesting to see like you you know you and i and mike like we think this is a competition but you never know internally sean mcdermott's like oh it's dane jackson's job right like you never know how they see it but it sounds like every competition that we've talked about they absolutely see as a competition too because they've been starting all these players i mean even at wide receiver three you know you have deontay hardy trent sherfield and Khalil Shakir both fighting for that, and they've all get gotten you know uh, rotating reps there with the with the first team. So yeah, it, yeah. It, plus, ahead. plus you got to think like down the line, like okay, this guy's definitely the starter, but if this guy ever gets hurt, this guy has already had reps with the first team, or he's familiar with these players and and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it can't hurt, right, to get these guys more involved in case there's an injury. Plus, you know, we haven't seen by the time, you know, you might be listening to this episode uh, on Monday morning, the bills will be having their first padded practice, which I feel like is the most important of all practices so far. So the bills have had four practices, you know, when they actually get to hitting players, you know, everything might change, you know, they might change players might play differently. Um, I think the starting rotation will kind of start to play itself off a little bit more. And it's still so early on, it's hard to tell. But I was just surprised that Bill Inspector was getting 
getting those reps. I did not expect that. And then today, uh, this past Sunday, uh, they went back to Tyrell Dodson. So right now Tyrell Dodson's getting most of the reps at first team, which is like it was last season until they decided to start AJ Klein over Tyrell Dodson um, uh, during the season when Tremaine Edmonds was out a few games. But uh, it's interesting to see. We'll keep our eyes on that. We'll let you guys know how that plays out. Some more interesting notes. Uh, Kincaid already looks the part by a lot of different accounts from Buffalo media. Uh, it looks like, you know, you always wonder sometimes with first round, I mean, we were just talking about Kyir Elam, a first round pick from last year. He can't seem to hold on to that cornerback two job, or at least, you know, hold it steadily opposite Tredavious White. You know, he's kind of struggling, you know, to keep up with Christian Bedford and Dane Jackson, at least for now, as far as the coaching is, is concerned, but Kincaid is does not seem to be that way. It sounds like he is playing well. He's getting a lot of reps with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is finding him um, very often and they're having a good connection. All right. It's like they're trying to, you know, forcefully work on chemistry, which is a very good sign. We just talked about the bills hating to normally start rookies that aren't in the first round. Well, um, they have no problem. I don't think they'll have any problem making Dalton Kincaid a part of the offense. At least, you know, it looks like the real deal so far because I mean, we know like Aaron Mabin, like those guys, first round picks, they don't necessarily pan out even in training camp a little bit. So this is clearly a good sign, at least. Other notes, the Allen Diggs connection is real. So like, that's not really news. (laughs) Everyone just kept saying how good Allen and Diggs are looking. And I think it mostly has to do with the drama that had to do uh, before mandatory OTAs. Uh, But I mean, they're getting, they're playing well together, which is not really news. Uh, it's news because, you know, the media keeps talking about it, but I mean, it would be more news if he wasn't looking good with those two, right? So if those two were like off a lot like that, that, that makes news. So if you guys are wondering if you're worried about how Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are, are, are working, is the chemistry still alive? Oh, it's very much alive. It's very much alive. That marriage is going well. James Cook has been looking by all accounts has been looking really good in camp. I mean, the bills basically didn't do anything to replace him um, in the off season via free agency, via the draft. They just added pieces behind him between um, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. uh, And he's still standing out. He still looks good. Uh, I think, I think the bills are really excited. I mean, Dorsey had a lot of praise for him in the press conference. So um, I think that there's a lot to be excited about with James cook. That's John's guy, John, Hates first round running backs, but he likes second round running backs a lot. And James Cook is his dude. So, did we ever come up with a nickname for James Cook? Yeah, we did. Captain. <laughs> That's right. Captain Cook. Okay. So memorable. So good. So, <laughs> Cook is good. I like Cook. I like Cook a lot. And I like that they got Damian Harris. I think that's a good complimentary back. They got a good between the tackles back. And it sounds like, not for nothing, we're going to get into the Naheem Hines injury in just a minute. But with Naeem Hines gone, like Latavius Murray is legit to player to make the roster now, right? Like I, I like I like him. Who else do they got? Well, they just signed Darrington Evans. <laughs> That's from, right. From where was I take he? Evans. I US take Cal? Evans over Murray. And I know they got some undrafted guy too, right? Like, but I, I think I take Evans over Murray. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't lead. Yeah, I. I we'll see. Why don't you like Murray? What, what have you got against Latavius Murray? Just because he's thirty-three or something like that? Yeah, exactly. That's he's why. six foot three. He's two hundred and thirty pounds. The guy's huge. He's good in between. And I, I, he'll probably make the roster because McDermott loves doing that, right? Like, there's always like the third running back is always like a thirty-five year old, right? Like it's <laughs> Mike always Tolbert? yeah or whoever like, Frank Gore. 
<laughs> Frank Yeah, exactly. Just to name a few. <laughs> but no, I'd rather have the younger guy, Evans. Um, I mean, you mentioned Hines. Like, no, none of these guys are going to be returning kicks. Um, what? Yeah, no, you're it's right. going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be one of the receivers. Um, in a pinch, you could use Hyde at punt returner, which who I trust completely, but I don't want to potentially hurt him on punt returns either. Um, but I hopefully one of the receivers can pick up the slack there, whether it's Shakir or maybe Hardy. But I think Hardy you'd want involved a lot in the offense too. So I don't know. I'm okay with these like Hardy, Shakir taking the returner reps because those guys, it's not like it's Diggs doing it, right? Like it's not like it's Gabe Davis, like these guys that are always on the field for the most part, you know, like I'm okay with these third and fourth tier players that aren't starters taking returning reps. That's why Naeem Hines was a perfect guy because he's like, you know, a third down back. He's going to get some pass catches, but he's probably going to get like what, like five or six touches a game. You know, like on offense. So, yeah, it's a good absolutely. Point. It's a good point. Thank you. As well as somebody that's sure-handed too, right? Like, I know we've had some issues the last few years with drops on those types of – and returns. So, I that's my biggest fear. I don't want I don't want to have to, like, hold my breath every time somebody kicks or punts the ball to us. Yeah, that has definitely become a staple of Sean McDermott's special teams is trying to find a guy that can – if he hasn't signed a guy like um, – who are these really good returns the Bills have had? I can't even think of them all of a sudden. There's a guy uh, that was from... Roscoe Parrish. No, no, recently... Terrence guy... McGee. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I can name tons of good returners during the drought. Who's the guy, Andre? Uh, who's the guy that they just had for... Andre Johnson. No, it oh, wasn't that, Andre. That was a Houston receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Roberts. Is Andre Roberts, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Unless they sign a guy like specifically for that, that's pretty good. Like They just haven't been able to find a guy that had good hands. Like Isaiah McKenzie was always an issue. Um, you mentioned, uh, I mean, basically everyone but Micah Hyde and Naheem Hines were like, you know. Yeah, they like Steve Marquis. Marcus Stevenson returning yep. at one point, and there was some other guy. I can't even remember all of the names. Like no they're... one good though. No, <laughs> and they and they always they always seem to have issues with the most important part. Like it's one thing if it's like, oh, he only got five yards in the punt return instead of just nine. catch the ball, just, just catch, catch the, the ball, ball and don't and don't drop it. Exactly, catch it and then don't drop it. Just, That's all I care just about. Just catch the freaking ball. That's all we want. This seems so hard to find. It seems so hard to find, um, but yeah, yeah. Other other things. So, so we just mentioned, like it sounds like uh, the punt return, kick return uh, competition is between Deontay Hardy and Khalil Shakir. Um, right gate, right guard, right gate. <laughs> I was gonna say Ryan Bates and right guard at the same time. Right guard competition. Ryan Bates versus Osiris Torrance, the rookie, the second round rookie out of Florida. Uh, Osiris Torrance has gotten some first team reps thrown in there. I believe it was on day two. But for now, for now, Ryan Bates seems to have the hold on the first team duties. Now that could change. Like we said, it's really early on. The pads haven't gone on. It sounds like Osiris Torrance has struggled a little bit, which you would expect from a rookie, especially a rookie going against, like, not for nothing, like a pretty deep and talented Bills defensive line. So not surprised by that. It's very possible that at the end of the day, you could look at Osiris Torrance as being a much more athletic, uh, much bigger, much stronger version of Ryan Bates. But if Ryan Bates knows the offense better and he has the technique down a little bit better, he'll be the starter. So that's going to be something we're going to keep our eyes on 
as camp goes on. Uh, th- that's definitely gonna be interesting. I think I think um, Osiris is gonna be a stud. Um, he, he might not start right away, but I think he's gonna be a really good player for the Bills. John, was he your favorite pick this past year, or was it Kincaid? Or do you just only like second round picks like James Cook and Osiris Torrance? Those are your guys. No, I I think both picks are excellent. Both were great picks. Did you like the Kincaid pick over the Osiris? I mean, are you excited to hear, or do you just expect it? He's a first round pick. He should be good. Whereas Osiris Torrance is like, we might have something there. Like we might have like, you know, top, top tier level talent in the second round. Well, I mean, it was interesting. Like as the draft was going on, it's like, okay, oh, the, the receivers are nobody's picking a receiver, nobody's picking a receiver, and they somebody finally picks a receiver, and then you look at the teams ahead of the Bills, and like they're all going to pick a receiver, aren't they? and they all picked a receiver. And it's like, oh no, and the, I totally forgot about the tight end option, and they leapfrog Dallas. I'm like, oh, they are going to pick a tight end, aren't they? Because Dallas needs a tight end. They picked the tight end. I'm like, I totally forgot about this guy. I forgot that they could pick because like. You know, you keep thinking, oh, they got Dawson Knox. They're good. But, like, any receiving weapon is good. And they could do the 12 personnel like they've been trying to do. They they, they haven't been able to. Um, so that's great. And then you look at the second round. They got Osiris. Like, a lot of people were projecting him to be potentially at the bottom of the first round or early second round. And they got him there. And, like, I think both picks are great. I, I'm really happy with it, with those picks. And with a lot of the other picks in the draft too, like Justin Shorter, I think looks really good. Like I think they had a really good draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes for sure. But yeah, I mean, we always say like pick, pick a pass protector and a weapon, a pass receiving weapon for Josh Allen every season, right? Like you can't have too many of those guys if that's your franchise quarterback. And they did that with the first two picks of their draft. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, traditionally they've been going defense with the first pick. And so part of us was thinking, okay, so maybe they'll go linebacker like Jack Campbell. Well, he's gone, you know, and like, who else might they pick this defense? I'm glad that they're, they're helping out Allen. Um, clearly, especially the second half of the year, uh, they got really predictable on offense. It's like Allen to Diggs, Allen to Diggs, Allen to Diggs. And that's great and all, but like once teams catch on to that, it's easier to defend. They still had a good defense either way. And they're still going to have a good defense either way next year. They managed to get Poyer back. They have a secondary. In t- they got White is going to be healthy. So they got secondaries intact. At some point, Von Miller is going to come back. Like, that's all going to be great. So focus on the offense. I'm glad they did that. So I'm so glad that you brought up Von Miller because um, I haven't heard a lot about Leonard Floyd. You know, their big signing after the draft at defensive end. But you know who I've been hearing a lot about? surprisingly, I guess kind of surprisingly, but we haven't really talked about him a whole lot, is Shane Ray, the defensive end that they signed from the U.S. Is it the USFL or was it the Canada Football League? CFL, I can't remember. But he's basically, he was a 2018 first-round pick of the Broncos. And basically, he's restarting his career in the NFL again. He's very close friends with Von Miller. And from all accounts like he's had a lot he's battled a lot of injuries in the nfl i think it's one of the reasons why he had to go to the cfl or usfl or whatever but like it sounds like they might have something there which you know you kind of like you look at these guys that you know you're taking from other leagues like well let's see like duke williams remember the wide receiver duke williams he's a big dude strong and we always thought like oh this guy is gonna this guy's going to make it right. Like this guy, this guy's strong. He's big. They need that. And he never ended up really amounting to anything, unfortunately. 
like you look at uh christian wade right like the 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 running back from the uk right like we were like oh this guy this guy's gonna be great those guys never end up amounting to anything so i think over time we're just like okay sure shane ray usfl cfl whatever it doesn't who cares? Like, it's just another camp body. We'll see maybe a diamond in the rough, but we're not counting on it. We used to count on him. We're not counting on him anymore, but it sounds like he's doing pretty well. Like this is, this is a guy, I'm not saying he makes the roster. I don't think he necessarily makes the roster unless he just balls out completely in training camp and the preseason to the point where you can't stash him on the practice squad. But right now I see him being one of those guys that they cut and he ends up being on the practice squad. He ends up being good depth at defensive end potentially we'll see how it goes but it's exciting to hear those things about these guys that you definitely like there's always a training camp darling right like there's always a a des um des lewis or something like that where you're just like this guy could be something and i don't know if there is one so far in the camp maybe that speaks to how good the bills actually are <laughs> like you know i remember stevie johnson being a, a training camp darling because he was looking good or derrick rogers right guys that never ended up um, you know being anything but like you really like to talk about him shane ray might be that guy i don't really have another training camp darling uh so far based on what i've been reading and what i've been looking at uh kind of like those 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 low round or like diamond in the rough guys i i don't necessarily think we have one but maybe he's the guy it's, it's good to hear it's good to hear that, that they might have something we'll see though fingers crossed yeah i, I actually don't have anybody really I haven't had anybody really the last couple of years, which is kind of weird. In the drought, it was a lot easier to be like, oh, this guy. <laughs> well, I feel like he could be like half the guys in this roster. <laughs> I feel like the last few years, it's been like a running back. Like, remember Antonio Williams or something like mm-hmm. that? Like, those guys. For uh, sure. But you're right. Not, not, one doesn't really come to mind from last season or anything like that. But, but yeah, there's always a guy. Like, I don't have one yet, but like, I'm keeping tabs on Shane Ray. Yeah, I mean, he's a former first-round pick. I mean, he played with with Von Miller in, in Denver, so like, I I can see that connection. But at the press conference, um, Von Miller's like, "We vacation together. Like, we're like good friends. Like, we're like brothers. Like, we we've kept in contact this entire time that we weren't playing together and whatever." So, it's two first names too. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Can't trust that. Well, his last name Ray is R E Y. Does that still count, or does it have to be R A Y for it to be? No, I can't. <laughs> okay. I thought it was R A Y. I thought it was R E Y. Oh, it is R A Y. Definitely counts. <laughs> All right, me will just attack you for anything, man. You know that. I knew Mike wasn't gonna fact check that one, so I was safe. <laughs> it's R E I Y, Mike. That was the stupidest thing he's ever said. <laughs> Mike would be like, "Yeah, but can't trust him." Too- Shane, Ray, Josh, Allen. Josh, there you Ooh, go. I didn't think about that. Josh and Allen, because because if you're saying it doesn't matter the spelling, there's not many Allens with the first name that are A L L E N. It's usually like A L A N. Old money. That's how they spell. Oh, is that how old money does go. it? Oh well, teach me more about old money. What is old? <laughs> <laughs> that's how the establishment does it. <laughs> you look at the passenger list from Titanic, and if there's an Allen that went down with the ship. It's A L L E N. Yeah, true. It's probably like, you know, we were talking about Darrington Evans. Like, that sounds like a Titanic name. Darrington. <laughs> Darrington <laughs> Evans the <III>. third. <laughs> sounds like somebody would have been pushing the women and the children out of the lifeboat. So <laughs> he, he does. Can get on. He does like that. <laughs> or putting a cloak over his head so people would think he was a woman because they couldn't see his hair or headdress or whatever. 
<laughs> cowardly sneaking onto the boat. By the way, no shame in that. <laughs> you want to <laughs> live, right? So, so those lifeboats were going in the water like half full. <laughs> it's like they weren't even trying to. <laughs> like, what were they worried about? Why they had to get so far away from the Titanic? Titanic wasn't pulling them in. <laughs> you know, they, once you're on the boats, you're fine. Kyle Allen would be another one. Oh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen sounds like he's got the. That was I saw that uh, from today. Sounds like he's got the lock on the quarterback two role, which I wasn't really surprised. I don't think I necessarily count Matt Barkley as a as a huge competition factor for that, but we'll see. Would you consider Anderson a first name, like Anderson Cooper? <laughs> so we have two. We have two. Alec Anderson and Zane Anderson. Oh, okay. How about Austin? Alex Austin. Austin is a first name. There you go. There's another one. Austin 316. Oh, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Though. It's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in Austin 316, it's a first name. <laughs> Just like in John 316, that's his first name. Book of John. It's not like Book of, you know, Frank John. It's Book of John, whatever his name is. <laughs> so I should probably know that. Dale. Alec DJ Anderson. Dale. Speaking of Alec Anderson, he did like one of our, our uh, Instagram posts. So shout oh, no out kidding. To yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, so I hope he makes a team and comes on the podcast. <laughs> so training camp news and notes, th- those are the big ones. Um, we'll keep you you know, up to date of everything that's going on uh, this next week um, and next week's episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But first here, let's see, we're at 20. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to discuss no red helmets for the 2023 season. And then also the Naheem Hines injury. And also should we pay him or shouldn't we pay him? We'll talk about all that more. So stick around. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Thank you guys all for uh, checking in with us for the first training camp episode that we've had. Um, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, as always. Uh, so red helmets, guys. Thoughts on the red helmets. Do you guys wish that the Bills used their red throwback helmets? Because, you know, a lot of teams this season specifically, or particularly it just feels this way, is that, like, the Buccaneers have brought back their like nineties, eighties, nineties creamsicle helmets with like the Buccaneer with a knife through the, I always love that. I always love that, uh, that logo and everything like that. I, I was a big fan of that. I'm glad they're bringing back the Tennessee Titans are going to wear like their Houston Oilers, like helmet and uniform. Like that looks sick. It's cool to see Derek. I mean, you can put 
Derrick Henry in almost everything. He's going to look good at it. But like, it was cool seeing him in that, like pictures of that uh, in the Tennessee Titans, Houston Oilers uniforms. Um, so a lot of folks, a lot of fans on social media, like every t- it's it's funny every time the Bills post something on social media, there's nothing to do with you know that folks will just say announce the red helmets. <laughs> it's it's funny. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Announce the red helmets. Like yeah, oh Josh checking into training camp. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Announce the red helmets and. Sal Capaccio just tweeted that. First off, Mike John, did you guys would you guys like to see Josh Allen the Buffalo Bills in those red helmets? Because when we were growing up as fans, like that's that's how we remember them, right? Like that's how we first saw them as Bills fans. We saw, you know, the red the red helmets charging Buffalo. Now it's, you know, the white helmet with the same charging Buffalo. But um, I don't know, there's some sort of nostalgia, I feel like that comes along with that and that I appreciate that I would like to see. And whenever I've seen like very talented Photoshoppers or artists make renditions of Josh Allen with the red helmet, I mean, it looks good. It looks pretty sick. So John fan, no fan. I I like all of it. I like the charging Buffalo on the white, the charging Buffalo on the, the, uh, what did they wear? Red, blue, <laughs> red, I think. <laughs> red, red, yes, red. yes, red. It's been so long. <laughs> I like the standing buffalo. Like I love, I love it all. I think they should, they should wear any and all, um, for sure. I like all of it. It's all good. I, the only thing I don't like is the uh, all red jersey color thing that they're probably going to do again this year. Um, oh, they're absolutely doing that. That's that's uh, that's how something about, like. I'd rather do all blue. I I don't know. Yeah. Like I like red in the blue, but like it's just too much. I think. I don't know. So Mike, would you like to see Josh Allen in a red helmet, red throwback '90s helmet? I think the red be, would be cool. It'd be a, such an easy win for the Bills organization marketing. I don't know why they don't do it, especially when they tease it. Uh, I agree with John about the all red. It's terrible. It's so other than that, it's so nasty looking. Like it doesn't. Someone brought up on Instagram. They DM'd me and they were like, "Hey, you know, not for nothing, but the red helmet may make it slightly easier for Josh Allen to see the players, like you know, his receivers. Like there might be something to that. Like not going to say like I. I feel like a white helmet might be slightly harder to see a receiver in the crowd or whatever. But for some reason, I feel like a red helmet might be easier. I don't know why. I don't know why that, that makes actually, sense to me though. I think. That's part of the reason why it was changed from white to red to begin with is because Joe Ferguson had trouble seeing his receivers. <laughs> they switched it to red, and it, made, and it helped. I, I, I think that there's something to that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if he was just lying the whole time? They're like, Joe, why do you keep throwing it to the other team? It's like, oh, it's our helmets. We just, I just can't, I can't tell which guys are ours. Can we change the damn helmet? <laughs> and then they finally change it. They're like, oh, you're going to do so much better. He's like, man, I really better be good at quarterback this year. Like, yeah. That's funny that that's, that's why they didn't have LASIK back then too. So you couldn't like improve your vision at all surgically. That's funny though. Good intro. John, the resident historian for the Buffalo Bills in the podcast. Um, I, I, I agree with both of you guys. So Sal Capaccio said, for those who have asked, the Bills have no plans on wearing an alternate uniform and or helmet in 2023. Mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> like that was a kick in the kick in the junk. They're still evaluating plans for the future. They do plan to wear an all red, to wear their all red uniforms this season. 
which nobody wants whatsoever. <laughs> Sale didn't say that. For more background on this, you can read him. So then he has, he quote tweets a, a tweet from last season where he said he spoke to the Bills COO, Ron Rakua, who I have never heard of. I should probably know who he is, who told me the red helmet Josh Allen wore. Remember he wore that in the red and blue game last year at, at home, the Bills scrimmage game. Um, it won't be a helmet they wear in 2022 because the league only allows an alternate helmet on either throwback unis, color rush, alternate unis. I'm going to share my screen with you guys so you guys can see this. Bills can't wear red helmet with the throwbacks because the throwbacks use a standing buffalo while the red Josh hat on is the charging buffalo. No match. Their color rush unis are all red. Can't use it with those because all red head to toe is not their preferred look. Yeah, nobody wants that. But see, that's the problem. Is you wouldn't want that anyway. No, Obviously, it's not preferred anyway. Yeah, we don't want that either. Just get rid of the red uniforms, <laughs> you know. But maybe they can't make. See, they look at the helmets versus the uniforms. Like we can make a lot more money on red uniforms. Like we don't sell anything for helmets. Who's buying helmets? You know, unless you're buying a helmet to get signed by somebody. Nobody buys any helmets. You know. Hmm. So the Bills will either oh. wait until the NFL changes policy and allows an alternate helmet with regular home away uniforms or wait to unveil a new alternate uniform themselves. Oh, uh, so they, well, I wonder if they can do like an alt one and an alt two, or they can only have one alternate uniform. Cause that would stink because I do like, you know, the sixties uniforms and I like the nineties uniforms. Yeah. I mean, why don't they just bring the uniform back too? like, do that, do everything, <laughs> bring Bring the unit. Based on this, it sounds like they can they can allow it. Uh, what they can't do is they can't allow this alternate helmet with a regular home or away uniform. Well, we're not asking for that. Bring the alternate helmet and the alternate uniform. Like do that. They should have. They should have two throwbacks. One from the sixties and one from the nineties. That includes the jerseys, pants, and helmet. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Like I and to me, I don't want to get rid of the standing buffalo cuz I do like the standing buffalo. Like you said, like that's one of my favorite like logos. Um, it's the only logo with the dong in the photo. <laughs> that's that's well, I didn't want to give away why why I liked it so much, but yeah, that's what it, it does have a <laughs> it does have a have a nice dong. <laughs> not many not many logos do have a dong somewhere hidden in there and the bills do. Got the standing buffalo. <laughs> John. Is that why it's your favorite? No, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think the Bills are just I think they're dropping the ball on this. I think that they're they know what fans like, but they're just I don't know why they're not doing it. I don't know why. It's 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 very frustrating though as fans. So just wanted to bring that up for all of you hoping that uh we would eventually see Josh Allen with a throwback jersey. It's not gonna happen. Sorry. Um, so the next thing is right after we record, by the way, if you're ever listening to our podcast on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or whenever you listen to it, just know that like huge breaking news has already passed. Like, cause that's almost a guarantee for whenever we record our podcast. So we're, we always record usually Sunday nights. So Monday morning, there's something that's always going to happen. And sure enough, uh, Bill's running back Naheem Hines, uh, is going to miss the 2023 entire 2023 season with a knee injury, uh, Heinz 26 suffered the season ending injury when another rider struck him while he was sitting on a stationary jet ski, according to multiple reports, he will require surgery. Um, what stinks about this the most, and obviously you feel bad, like there's a human aspect of it for sure. You feel bad that anyone gets injured, especially, you know, when he's just sitting on a jet ski and someone runs into him, right? Like that's, that's a terrible injury. 
The Bills lose their starting punt returner and kick returner, which, you know, the kick return rules have changed somewhat, so it's not maybe as big on the kick return side, but still important. No matter what, it's still important. There will We will need to find a new starter at that position. But, um, Mike, I, I keep forgetting to ask you this. Like, you've been around jet skis your entire life. I know your brother's big into jet skis. Like, have you ever had an incident, like, with just being on the water where, like, someone almost ran into you? Like, how often has that been a situation? Or can it easily happen? It's, not, it's never happened to me. It's never happened. Because uh, I could see it, like... I would have told you, because I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. You just might tear your ACL, apparently, just like he minds. But I just wondered if that's something, like, oh, yeah, that happens at least once a season. <laughs> and, like, I get almost get hit by somebody all the time, but... Here's here's something I just thought of. Like, would it matter? Because we all feel bad for him. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just some random rider. Like, somebody running around the ocean or the lake or whatever. Some resort in Mexico or Jamaica. Like, that's what I think. But what if it was, like, a family member? Like, his nephew or something ran into him. Like, would you feel, like, less different about the situation? Or what? Maybe it was a Dolphins fan. <laughs> wow, well, maybe. Or Patriots. Or Patriots fan. Or Jets. <laughs> Or Chiefs and or Bengals happened like was he on vacation in the Caribbean or something? I don't know where he was on vacation, but he was on vacation. Yeah, and it happened. I don't know. The... So tip, I mean, typically, like you guys, you run a jet ski, you run a boat. You don't really get any instruction if your credit card works. It's like here's the keys, and there's no brakes, right? It's just you can turn, but somebody's coming right for you. There's no brake. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do to get out of the way besides like start. That's a, yeah. When isn't that the thing that I feel like that's the thing that they teach people on jet skis or that maybe I've the few times I've been on one, someone's like, if you're heading for like the pier, like don't think that you're just gonna slow down, like steer away from it, like hit the gas and steer, like don't think that you're just gonna miss it or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no brakes, like you said, like you gotta figure. So I'm sure, yeah. Well, that's what that's the part that's unfortunate because like there's here's some person that just had a credit card that worked or had a dad that had a credit card or mom who had a credit card that worked, right? And just ended up hitting this like I mean it would be it would suck if it was your friend or family member, much less like a Bills player, because you know, it's just it it's unfortunate. But should he have been in this situation to begin with, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it it feels like it'd be okay. Like 99% of the time, Mike's been jet skiing his whole life, never had that issue, right? But you've probably never jet skied in a tourist area, have you? Okay, so like that's probably where it comes. But you have to put yourself in situations that are advantageous. Like if you're like, I have a friend who's a massage therapist, right? Like she knows that there's certain things that she probably shouldn't be doing with her hands that could be potentially dangerous. Like, uh, I can't think, like construction maybe or something, right? Like if you're doing a renovation on your own house and you're using a hammer, like that could be dangerous, right? Like you could get your hammer, break your hand. And then all of a sudden, like you've lost your livelihood until you've, you know, gotten healthy again. Like in Seinfeld. That was a weird example. George was going to be, George was going to be a, a hand model in Seinfeld, right? And didn't like he inadvertently get his hands burned or something. And then that all fell through. Yes. Thank you. Same John. thing. It's not a terrible analogy. Mike just, John just had one that was very similar and it had to do with Seinfeld. That's so much better when people hear massage therapists they don't think like you're gonna smash your hand with a hammer and doing a home renovation <laughs> well i was trying to think of other ways you could mess up your hand if you burned it you'd have been like oh that's a good idea <laughs> said, uh... i thought you're gonna tie it into like robert Kraft or something like oh don't set up shop across from gillette stadium <laughs> <laughs> it was a so puff we're talking about <laughs> 
Hold on. It's from the puffy shirt episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he mocks the puffy shirt, Leslie angrily pushes him, causing him to fall onto a hot clothes iron and ruins his hands, ending his hand model career. <laughs> there you go. So this is like, so this won't end Naheen Himes's career, luckily, <laughs> as a football player. But he's going to have to come back from it. Who knows if he'll be ready for training camp. He's under contract for this season and the next season. The Bills could potentially save roughly $2.5 million in salary and maybe even more with bonuses if they decide to do that because there was a breach of contract, right? Like he's, they're legally allowed to do this. But the question comes in as to whether they should or not. Okay. And that's what I wanted to discuss with you, you two, um, is that, and I did put a poll up on Twitter so I can, you know, use that as well. But do you think that the bill should go after that money, all of it, some of it, none of it? Because when you say go after, couldn't they just not pay him? Yes. That's what I mean. Sorry. Go after it. Okay. But yeah, whatever, whatever the country doesn't allows. have it yet. Yes, he doesn't have it. Correct. Okay, so just just don't pay don't him. Pay yeah, him. yeah. Sorry, go after it. <laughs> it sounds much more aggressive when I say going after it. Like they're taking it from his, like they're vacuum, like they're suctioning it out of his bank account. All this dollar yeah, bills going on. It's part of the deal. They, they they keep it, and then they can use that for other players because it didn't happen while he was in game or with the team. Yes. So I have to say, just as a caveat, like we all feel bad for Naheem Hines. Like we're not like, we don't want to be, you know, completely, you know. Yeah. I feel bad for people. both Hines and the Bills. Like this is our starting returner and like it, and it hurts him. It hurts the Bills. The Bills traded for him in season last year. It's, it's I bad. Mean, you don't it's, really know his situation. He could make, like, he could have a, a private insurance policy. Oh, true. Yeah, but I mean, like he probably wanted you know, like to play George. It. As soon as George became a hand model, he should have went to Lloyd's of London and said, "Hey, insure my hands for a million dollars. I'll that, pay two thousand dollars. Make sure I can work true. as a hand model." I agree so, like, with that, but I'm sure oh, he wanted to. Play. I don't think it's the Bills. We to make the team as good as we can. We need that money to sign his replacement, or however front office teams fit would be my take. There's players that have done that. Like Jay Ajayi had a insurance policy to protect him from an ACL tear. Uh, there's one recently. Was it um, Marcus Lattimore? Maybe. Like there's there's been players that have done that recently. When I hear that, I'm like, good. You guys you settled. Yeah, you're right. George should have done that. In fact, now that you mentioned it, I think the massage therapist friend that I'm talking about, I think she has like a an, a policy like that, an insurance policy, just to be safe. Which is smart. That's what you're doing, right? But you're right. So like. You should get a policy for your voice, Nate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. If I ever lose my voice, lose my moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I should get like a $2 million policy on my voice. <laughs> and then just smoke. And then have me come over and punch you <laughs> in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> I went in on that. What was it? On? You'd have to hold him down because he would have so bad. <laughs> I would flip. Was it, I don't know if that's on like Always Sunny or something like that where they'd like stab each other or something. He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, that was in uh, that um, that movie, uh, Scary Movie. You remember it was like a knockoff of uh, Scream 
And so he's like, all right, we gotta, we gotta sh- stab each other. He's like, all right, come on, go ahead. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> It'd be like me. Mike's like, all right, now I'm just going to punch you in the throat. We're going to make $2 million and split it. Get, get a load of this insurance fraud. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> and we're going to say you fell on one of your kids' toys. Okay, you ready? <laughs> all right. And I'm like, yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> um, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can take out that insurance policy now that we just had this conversation. <laughs> Exhibit A in courtroom. <laughs> the deposition is going to be this podcast episode. Um, so, well, what, so John kind of is of the opinion that we shouldn't pay Naheem Hines because that was part of the deal. Like this is the contract. Like that's how it works. Good or bad. It's just like the bills are on the line. If like, if Naheem Hines like retires, the bills are on the line for all that guaranteed money. That's the way the contract goes. Like nobody feels bad for him then. Right. So like, Mike, where do you stand on this? Cause I, I kind of find myself torn a little bit, but you say he should have gotten insurance policy. So it sounds like you don't feel, I don't think the bills can afford to pay him if he's not performing the services. Good point. For his contract. Yeah, which he won't be, which is unfortunate. But so like that's two and a half million dollars minimum. Like that could end up helping them. Like let's say they're on a playoff run and they could sign Ezekiel Elliott. Or I'm just throwing out like a running back name, right? Like or they have another major injury and there's guys out there that are waiting to sign a contract. They're free agents. Like you could sign a halfway decent one for $2 million. You know, like that, that money can go to something. So I agree with you guys. Like it stinks. But that's the way it goes, unfortunately. So, but the one thing I'll say for the other way is that players coming in might look at that and say, well, that's not the way it should be. Like the the Bills, or I'm sorry, Heinz's agent went out and said, adversity reveals character. Everyone has a choice to treat others with respect and dignity. It's revealing when an employee is injured to see how a company takes care of its own. I will continue to believe that people will do the right thing when bad things happen to their own. So clearly he's calling out <laughs> the bills for potential. Yeah, he's like, he a, he's a 10%. He's man. a lawyer. He doesn't like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He wants his 10%. He wants his money because every, oh, you're going to take two and a half million away from my client. Well, that's 250 grand, right? That I was going to, you know, use for my new jet ski or my boathouse or whatever, my boat payment, my Ferrari, right? Like who wouldn't say something to try to convince, try to get public opinion on your side. I don't, I don't hate the player on that one. Um, But I am curious, like how that would affect other players coming here. Would they look at that and be like, wow, they really screwed over Heinz. Like, right. Like, no, they would say that that would never happen to me. Why would I care? No, they would talk to Von Miller and Von Miller would be like, no, you should come over here and be super optimistic about everything. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, just don't ride a jet ski before the season starts and you'll be fine. Right. (laughs) Just keep your head down. Okay. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better about that. Cause that was my only worry with, with this, with going after the money or at least not paying him the money, as Mike said, is that it might affect other players coming here. But if it was me, like, let's say I was starting a new company and they're like, dude, they don't do not take care of their, their employees. And I'm like, why is that? They said, well, you know, Jeff was going to work one day and on his driveway, they, he fell and slipped on the ice and, you know, broke his kneecap. Now I can't come into work. Like, okay. <laughs> like yeah, that could happen to you. Well, yeah, Wait, it totally like, could happen to me. Like the bill, like he's, is he a, he's got, it was a two-year contract, right? Yeah, correct. Is that what it was? Or is he? No, he's yeah, two years. So like, yep. they might, 
Yeah, so they still might make it right. Like coming going into next year, he's healthy again, and they extend him and they give him a nice healthy signing bonus. Right? Like that makes up for it, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen, or you just trade him away. Next... You don't have to deal with it, anything well, <laughs> to deal with the awkwardness. Just... Well, well, they also <laughs> well, traded right. for him to begin with, so they, they obviously happen. liked him. But, yeah. um, but you're right; they could. But you they don't could, know what's going to happen. They could do something year. next year. They could. They could do that. That's a great point, John. I love that because if you take all the money this year, you'd be like, okay, you know, we didn't find a guy or we needed that money to make that extra push. Like there's something we can do on the end. Like, I don't know, push some of his money. I don't, I don't understand the finances as well. Like push it towards guaranteed money or something like that or extend them a year for, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Or they win the Super Bowl this year and like, oh, let's just throw money at everybody. And I don't care <laughs> anymore. We've got the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. By that, it won't matter. I don't care what happens to any player on the Bills team besides Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. If the Bills win a Super Bowl, cut them all, keep them all, whatever. <laughs> I got the Super Bowl. That's the only thing that was we got. They are going to have. They're going to have to start thinking about replacing Diggs at some point because he's he's not getting younger. You know, in a couple more years, he's going to start to decline. They really need to start looking at his replacement, not his replacement, I mean, but somebody a, that. Yeah. What's he now? Twenty nine, thirty, something like that. He is. I think not he's twenty nine. Not to be cynical, but like. You gotta start thinking about that. And it's not Gabe Davis, right? He's gonna turn thirty this year on November twenty ninth. Yeah. So he's got a few more years. But like does. they gotta think about that after that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So so I had to put I put up a poll on on Twitter and I asked, you know, if if you're Brandon Bean, do you pay Naheem Hines the two two and a half million his agent think he's owed? Or do you save it for a potential player between now and the postseason? So I said, do you pay Hines or save the cap money? What do you think the majority of Bills fans said? If you had a guess. Save the money. Save the money. That is definitely what the Bills fans said. You're right. 69% of 1,400 nice. votes. Yeah. <laughs> 60. Nice. Nice. Um, and then 31% said pay Hines. Uh, Sarah, Sarah from uh, Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, Sarah Larson. Says, I think there's a negotiation to be had. Heinz made a conscious decision we all do when participating in a potentially dangerous activity. So I think they can offset some of the cap and still pay him the vet minimum or possibly rework his contract entirely. So he still makes close to two and a half million he was due this year, but less than four four million he's due next. This should be a compromise because realistically, there's cause to void the contract if the language is present, which I'm sure it is. Yep. So Ulysses says, the guy was hurt doing an activity that he knew if he was injured while participating in said activity, he could lose his salary. Supposedly, it was a freak accident, but he took the risk and knew the consequences. I'm just going to start liking the comments that I read out loud. Well, I mean, it's a double-edged thing, right? Like, you could be, you know, doing anything and get hurt, right, at that point. You could cut your finger while, like... You could be walking down the sidewalk and a car hits you flying oh, you hear about cars hitting buildings all the time yeah yeah <laughs> like, right like i've seen it i've seen that on social media <laughs> like anything could 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 hurt you or kill you like it at that point i don't know well he shouldn't have been walking on that sidewalk <laughs> like, exactly right yeah where do you draw every the time, line every every time you sit in a car and start driving it that's a dangerous weapon and everybody else there's thousands of these dangerous weapons <laughs> driving on the highway doing insane stuff like why, why was he driving? Yeah, exactly. Like remember Big Ben got in that motorcycle accident. That's probably when they started putting the language in these contracts was that accident. And they're just like, you know, 
I'm not paying for this guy to be out for six to eight weeks because he broke his jaw and nose. You know, like you're just doing a daily activity, and unfortunately, it was just wasn't while we were at the team, right? Yep. Foosball is life. Says, well, if there's two, if if it's those two options, and I hate to say it, but save the cap space. I really hate what happened, but the Bills didn't force him to get on that jet ski. If he got hurt during camp, then he would have had protection. I think they should try to get him to accept the the vet men. Up the Creek says, all depends on the player I can get with the extra two and a half million. If it helps get Cook's older brother or one of the good pass rushers left, I'm doing what you got to do. Sorry. I feel like if Nate, if that happened to you, you'd be like, you'd have us walk you into work. So you could collapse on the floor, the warehouse floor. <laughs> That's I, I have dreamed of doing that. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about that. Like if I ended up like shredding my knee, like at home or something. Like, dude, like give me a weekend at Bernie's, like way of like helping me up to the steps. <laughs> like I just need to get to the steps of the building, <laughs> and then just enough to collapse. Ah! <laughs> just hope that they don't have cameras. <laughs> you guys like run away in a getaway car. <laughs> As soon as people are showing up, I'm calling like HR from the from the st- front steps. Yeah, Derby Dave writes: If it happened off the field, it wasn't team related. Sadly, that kind of screws him. If it was on the field, it would be different. I hope he recovers, though. He will be missed. Kyle Treats writes: Pay Hines. Other players, free agents, etc. See this and knows and know the org takes care of their guys. Will they even remember that? I'm curious. Training Camp Tom writes, this is a business. It's unfortunate what happened. It really sucks for Hines, but I'm sure he's not expecting free money. He knows what his contract says, especially when there is something called a salary cap. (laughs) It's funny. Tom's like, hey, uh, there's something called a salary cap. Ever heard of it, Hines? (laughs) We are trying to win championships, not friendship contests. Whoa. Training Camp Tom with a straight fire. Training Camp Tom sounds like, and I, and I have no idea. I don't know him personally at all. This is the first tweet I may, I think I've ever read of his. He sounds like the guy that's just like, there should be no participation trophies. <laughs> you know, he's like that guy. This is a job. We don't make friends at our job. We just get the job done. <laughs> it's like, well, I wouldn't mind making a few friends if they're okay, if they're cool people, you know, like I'm not trying to, but like, I'm not against it. Jay to the Rock says, what has he really done for us to deserve it? Don't crucify me here, but I say we don't pay. Well, I mean, he did win that game against the Patriots basically by himself. <laughs> he had two return touchdowns, so he's done a ton. But I don't think that's necessarily his fault, like what he's been, what he's accomplished or not accomplished for the Bills. The Bills haven't played him. It wasn't like he fumbled the ball like crazy and they had to bench him. He just never got the opportunity. David writes, you do whatever the contract structure says regarding if a player gets injured with a non-football related injury. The terms should be spelled out in the contract to which both sides agreed. As a GM, you follow the contract. You know what's funny? is he, It just made me think about, remember when Andrew Luck decided to st- step away from football like a few years ago? It was kind of like just out of nowhere. And the Colts decided to still pay him the rest of his contract, which is something that like everyone was like, that's great. Like, that's awesome that you did that. Like, you didn't have to do that, but it's cool. Like, so where do you draw the line of doing that? Because they didn't have to do that, and they still did. So (sighs) they figured they were going to suck after that anyway, so they may as well give him the money as opposed to somebody else. So who cares? Like, we'll just be a salary cap hit for the next few years or whatever. Maybe. 
or maybe they pay it somehow if he retires. I like it doesn't count. It just comes out of the the payroll for the team or something. Maybe it doesn't count. Again. It's got to though. But original Hatriot writes, it's a horrible system. He should be allowed to rehab in the Bills facility, no matter if he is being paid this year or by the Bills or not. The rule should allow for him to take a gap year and receive the treatment that he needs and come back on the same salary the following year. Now I love that idea, right? Like, so this year doesn't even count, right? Like his non-football injury. So like he doesn't get paid anything. Well, I don't know if he would like that part of it, but like, and then his contract just resumes after this season. It's like when players took that, uh, decided not to play because of COVID, you know, they, they wanted to be on the COVID list or whatever. Their contract just got kicked down the road. That's why we ended up with Starla Tulele for another year longer than we wanted to. Dita writes, defeats the purpose of putting that language in the contract if you pay him. Pete Nana writes, paying for the full contract isn't a realistic option and wouldn't be a good precedent. Hopefully they can work out a pay cut so he can rehab with the team and potentially play next year. Yeah, I agree. Anthony Childs, a lot of players. So I would agree with that. If What if you give him the vet minimum, which I'm not sure exactly what that is for, I believe he's a fifth-year player, fourth-year player, fifth-year player. Um Give the vet million. I have no problem with him rehabbing at the facility. I don't know why that's an issue. Maybe he's not allowed to because he's not. He technically didn't make it to the team. So yeah. Anyway, so a lot of interesting discussion. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about that. But um, is there anything else that you guys want to mention real quick before we end this first training camp episode of CTW for the 2023 season? This episode has been brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, if you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, like I always say, I've been to a dozen sportsbooks uh, all over the country, Vegas, Atlantic City. Um, Twinspires is up there with the top, if not one of the best ones of all that I've been to. Um, and that includes like some of the nice ones on the Strip of Vegas. Uh, it is a fantastic place to go. The food, the bedding, the screens. The inundation of sports and footballs, it's just it just has everything just rolled into one so perfectly. So check out the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino, uh, where every moment is a winning moment. So uh thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to Mike and John for being on. So signing off for John. Go Bills, looking forward to next week and you know, a little bit more training camp. Preseason first preseason game is in a couple of weeks, I think. So that'd be good. I think the first one is the first one to kids gay kids kids day game. I think maybe I believe it is. It's the only preseason game at home. Uh, it's for the bills. So yes, it is a kids day. It's against the, I can't remember. It's the Colts. Yes. The Colts Saturday, Saturday, August 12th at 1 PM. The Colts are coming to Buffalo for their only preseason game. And it's a kids day game. Yep. So that's uh yeah, two weeks away, less than two weeks away. Crazy. Go bells. Mike, go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys after padded practices next week.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>You want to hear the list of all the Buffalo Bills free agents for next season? Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm I, prepared. I, I haven't even looked that up yet. And usually I, I'm, like, on top of that shit. But I, uh. So I brought this. Uh, so normally we don't think about it until the off season, right? Like, we kind of have an idea of some of these players. But listen to this. I usually but, wait until at least the training camp prior. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. You're ahead of me on this one. So you were bringing it up, John. So this was... This was something that you mentioned. Hyde, Hyde is out after this year, I think. Yep, Hyde. So this is this is the top. So I'm sharing my screen. Micah Hyde, Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Tyler Medikevich, Puna Ford, Dane Jackson, Tyrell Dodson, David Edwards, Taylor Rapp, Trent Sherfield, Damian Harris, Questenberry, uh, I don't know, AJ Epinesa. Shaq Lawson, Brandon Shell, AJ Klein, Latavius Murray. They got a lot of one year guys, don't they? Like that's a yeah. brand, that's a Brandon Bean special. Yeah, so I, I'm not super surprised here. I mean, um like I'm thinking about like the biggest things to replace. Gabriel I'm Davis. Saying. Gabriel Davis is the Gabriel Davis, Micah Hyde, and Daquan Jones, I think are the biggest Right. But they got put in a forward, but then again, he's also gonna be a free agent, so between Daquan Jones and Puna Ford, right? Yeah, they got it. Well, I'm hoping that they figure out which one they want to keep after this season, you know, for long term. Or right. maybe they, they, Daquan Jones, I believe, is 34 this season. So I'm not yeah. sure it's going to be him. Puna Ford is only like 26. Okay. So maybe they're making going to make a switch to Puna Oh, I'm Ford. sorry. He's 28. He's 28. And I have it right here. Daquan Jones is 32. Either way, I think defensive tackle and safety again next year is going to be. Is Taylor Rapp on that list? Taylor Rapp is on this list. So he's not signed after this season. But yeah. it sounds like, for all intents and purposes, John, that Taylor Rapp is more of a replacement for Jordan Poyer than Micah Hyde. Right. I agree with that. So they don't so they so even if Taylor Rapp goes next season, like they or Micah Hyde goes, they can't just sign Taylor Rapp to that position necessarily, right? They might they might just sign re they might I could see Hyde just re signing. Yeah. Too. Maybe not for just to, just to be with Poyer for another year, you know. Yes, I could see him doing that. Yep. So our biggest then, losses right now are Micah Hyde, Gabriel Davis, and whoever's next to Oliver. Yeah, whoever's next to Ed Oliver. But hopefully they sign one of those guys. So it's not that bad, actually. No, it's actually not that bad. It's actually not that bad. We'll be okay. I mean, I, I, uh, I think Hyde would be the uh, Gabriel Davis. Looks like he's poised to have a good season. So contract year. Yeah, but, I mean, they're going to keep him anyway. And then Tim Settles on the list, no defensive tackle. So defensive tackle, I think, is going to be pretty big. I think they're going to re-sign either Jones or Puna Ford, and then they'll draft a guy. And then they'll sign, a, like, a low-tier free agent again, right? Yeah, and they'll have to do something as safety, to, but, yeah. But they might re-sign Hyde also, like you said. He's not going to make $10 million, I don't think, next year. So No. He might take, like, a $5 million deal or something to stay in Buffalo. He's still mm-hmm. playing at a high level, so... Might depend too, like you know, they win the Super Bowl, and it's like, all right, I won the Super Bowl, and I'm trying to make some cash. You know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. 
He should be like, I just won a Super Bowl. I don't need to make the cash. Let me just let me just play for the vet minimum. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. I made my cash and I won a Super Bowl. Now let me just play for free. 